Hello to all and welcome to the Apostolic Scribbler. I am your host, Yolanda Osborne Khan, and we are excited that you joined us. Last week's topic was our final installment in our series, Our Epic Fails. The subject was My History, My Testimony. And what we learned throughout this entire series was that when God calls, he equips. And when he equips, that means that we are able to do the tasks assigned. So we will rise above. We know that, you know, no one is beyond saving. We understand that our history is comprised of what God is building to glorify our testimony. So it is not impossible to do the things that he has assigned us to do because when he called us, that means that we are able to do it. Now, maybe it's impossible for someone else. I don't know, but it's not impossible for you because if God sent you, if he called you, then you are equipped. When God places a call upon our lives and assigns us to do great and mighty things in his name, he has already predetermined that we can, we shall, and that we will accomplish it. Even our failures don't disqualify us from God's best. So guess what? You're not here by chance, but by divine appointment. Listen in now as we delve into today's discussion, Happy Am I? We're going to take a few minutes and hear how we can live a fulfilled life of happiness from within. How can we dwell in contentment and be full of joy in the most challenging moments of our lives? Well, we're going to learn that in Matthew 5, that the Beatitudes set the tone of the Christian heart and that these eight simple statements of blessings show us how we are to remain humble, pure in heart, and that the overall posture of a good heart lives in joy and peace at all times. And when we have mastered these eight pronouncements from Jesus who um, gave these pronouncements while he was doing the well-known uh, teaching that he gave on the Sermon on the Mount, we would have then grasped their meaning. And then we can do as Paul describes in, I believe it's Philippians 4 and 11, when he says, I am not saying this because I am need, for I've learned to be content. Whatever my circumstances, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. And then he goes on to say, you know, he has learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether he is, you know, fed or whether he is starving, whether he has a lot of everything and a lot of nothing. So in plenty and in want, what he comes out to say is I can do all this through him who gives me the strength. So in other words, blessed am I right? Happy am I. So the simplest definition of the word beatitude means supreme blessing, right? And so if you go to uh, Matthew chapter five, you will notice that starting in verse three, you're going to see the word blessed. You're going to see it all the way down to like verse uh, chapter 12. So what Jesus is doing is he is giving an uncompromising approach on how good behavior should overrule the power of position and privilege. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare and contrast um, different versions of the Bible in this particular scripture 
so that we can get the simplest meaning to, to help us understand what it is that God is calling us to do based on the posture of our heart. But again, how are we able to grasp this and live a fulfilled life from within that we can be, we can have joy, right? During sorrow, we can have peace during confusion. And what happens in Matthew 5 is just that. So let's start with uh, verse 3, and we're going to be comparing and contrasting the New King James Version, the Message Bible, and the Amplified. So verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of what? Heaven. So when we see this in the Message Bible, we see that it says you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. So basically this 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 scripture or this verse is saying that we are blessed and we are more happy, we are more fulfilled when we recognize the need for God. When we recognize that we are nothing but he is everything, then we can enter into his kingdom. Now we're going to verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And the message Bible reads you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. So again, in the King James Version, you can say, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Or you can say, How happy is he who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Right? So the scripture, I'm sorry, the dictionary definition means supreme blessing. So it could also say, I am supremely blessed as I am those who mourn for I shall be comforted. So in the message Bible, it's basically just letting us know that when these things happen to us within our sins, right? It's not talking about um, something that you've lost personally. It's talking about how broken and how, um, how dirty we feel when we sin against God. And, but when we mourn over our sins, that God will, he will put us back together and that we are able to receive his forgiveness because he has life everlasting. Now, verse five, uh, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. When the King James, it says, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. So this is just saying, you know, I am blessed because I have given my body to the Lord. He owns my body, soul, and spirit. And because he owns every part of me, I will inherit everything that he has. And so, again, that's a paraphrase. Because when we are talking about these beatitudes, it's not talking about... Um, uh, you know, things. It's not talking about materialistic things. It's coming against the law. It's coming against what the world would normally say, but this is how we are to operate um, as disciples of Christ and those who love God. So we're going to go to verse six and verse six says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. The Amplified says, you're blessed when you worked up a good appetite for God because he's food and drink and he's the best meal you'll ever eat. So this is really simple. 
I am happy, right? Happy are those who have the zeal and the passion for Christ, you know, just forever and always. And it's because they realize he will fill their souls. It is only he that can satisfy the thing that your soul craves. So now we're going to go to number seven. And number seven in the King James says, Blessed are the most merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Um, in the Message Bible, you're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. So this means, you know, happy are they. Happy am I because I can show forgiveness. I can show compassion. I can be kind to those maybe who are not so merciful, right? But if I show mercy to them, then I will receive mercy from God. So we are blessed and we are happy when we do these things because when we show mercy and we give grace to others, we have to recognize that it is, isn't even ours to give. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So it's not ours to give, right? But we can share it and we can show it. Now let's go to verse 8 in the King James Version. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In the Message Bible, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. So this is saying, you know, happy am I because I have been cleaned from the inside out. I have been washed. I have been made pure through the blood, being made clean and holy for if I'm washed, right? Creating me, oh God, a clean heart, right? Where he has uh, washed my hands, then I will see God because I'm approaching him clean and holy. Now let's go to verse nine and we're gonna start at the King James. Blessed are the peacemark peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God in the message Bible says you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight then when you discover who you really are you have your place in God's family this is the paraphrase for that right this is when we don't push our will or push our agenda because we have the power to do so and that when we do it, that we realize that we are blessed when we are able to commit our way to God to prevent people from being harmed, to prevent people from being persecuted. So it's the persecution part, the suffering that gives us a deeper walk with God. There are some places and some areas of our lives that can only be forged through suffering. We can only meet God in certain areas in our life after going through something. And when we do that, then we have in fact not only been purified, but we also understand that our gentleness and our kindness leads to being able to cooperate with people rather than showing off or being self-righteous. Now we're going to go to verse 10. And the King James says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Okay, so we're blessed when we commit 
our way to God. We're blessed when um, we don't provoke and when we are, you know, um, when we have that extra fortitude to where we can openly live for Christ and when we are being talked about and when we are being ostracized based on what people seem to be absolutely ridiculous, we have dared to believe God at his word. And it says, and they will receive the kingdom of heaven. So the last uh, two stanzas, um, 11 and 12, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, this is what the Message Bible and the Amplified Bible say kind of mesh together. So not only that, but count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit you. What it means is, I mean, to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even. For though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have all, always gotten into this kind of trouble. So verse 11 and 12 is good trouble. What is good trouble? Good trouble is when we can say, I am blessed. Happy am I when I understand that these people that are, you know, speaking evil against me, um, my name is being just persecuted and turned all types of ways in the headlines that, you know, the wickedness in high places, that people are trying to discredit me on every level, that we understand that we're being discredited based on who we stand for, and that is Jesus Christ. And so what that means is that, you know, we understand what the truth is, but it doesn't always bring comfort to those who do not want to push the agenda of Christ. Some people have their own agendas. They have their own motives of what they believe religion should look like. And so religion versus spiritual things and what God is addressing to us in these eight beatitudes, he's letting us know that in order for us to be prosperous and for us to live in uh, in ways of peace, in ways of joy, and how we are to operate and do these things from within where we're not focused on that we look clean on the outside, that we have on the right clothing, that we do all these religious uh, things, and it appears that we are righteous, but it's the wrong righteous. That's self-righteous. Real righteousness comes from God, and real righteousness seeks to make and please God. So the next time you read the Beatitudes, know that Jesus is not talking about the letter of the law, but is speaking directly to our hearts. And when we focus our hearts on him, we can reside in peace and happiness because in every situation, we know that is in him we abide. So when we devote our hearts to Jesus and concentrate on him, we will do the right things for the right reasons because our motives will be pure and we have no hidden agenda. So I would say we just need to pay closer attention and spend less time focusing on trying to correct our actions, but rather have a circumcised heart. 
Don't get me wrong. I mean, our actions do matter, but our actions are a result of what's in our heart. And the Beatitudes show us that if we focus our hearts on Jesus, our actions will follow and we can say, happy am I. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. You can find us on multiple platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can visit me online at theapostolicscribbler.com. And if you would like to support this podcast, you can subscribe or make a one-time donation. Have a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can visit me online at theapostolicscribbler.com. Join us on Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we examine and investigate the mysteries of the Bible. Tune in next time and together we may be surprised by what we find out.